This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host, as usual, Amanda, and today we've got a super spooky and really interesting episode. And I'm joined by some of my all-time favourite people and a Skype phone call. And then Nick Branch. Oh, I love Nick Branch. <laughs> so, I am joined today by, you've just heard him, Paulie Day. <laughs> no, we've been paused. We've been, we've been jibbed off for Nick. Yeah. That's what's happened. So I'm going to move on to P-Dabs. Hello. Hi, it's so good to have you back. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on, on UAD. How's it been? Yeah, upheaval. Very good. Oh, yeah. And we have the return of Luke. Hello. It's so good to have you back too. <laughs> I feel like I've missed this entire group. It's been forever. That was my return voice, by the way. Oh, I liked it. It was really funny. <laughs> and when... Paulie, are you back? I'm back. I'm just starting the neck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. with me. So it's been a really, really long time since this whole group actually has been together, not just on an episode of Universe After Dark, but all together in general, I want to say. Nick, yeah. are you here? Yes! Oh, I heard him. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, what a good Nick that was. Okay, so we've been saying for a while that we were going to be covering Aventura on an episode because Luke had visited, and we are finally going to cover that today. But first, the most important part of any show is what we're all drinking. 
Oh, I thought you'd never get to that. Exactly. I feel like <laughs> I've, I've drank half of mine already. I'm not going to lie. Because I've had such a bath with trying to get Skype to work. Skype is my absolute enemy. And so it's been a long time, so I've already had half of mine. So, since you've been waiting so patiently, what are you drinking, Paul? Mine's, it's been like Alice in Wonderland. It's been like, drink me, drink me. <laughs> I've got, I'm still on the pre-made cocktails. I'm on a gin and tonic. Oh, fancy. Mm. Oh, cheers. And I feel like my collection of Budweiser they say drink me, drink me every day and that's why I haven't actually abstained from alcohol for this whole holiday diet. <laughs> I just can't resist. So, Luke, what are you drinking? Uh, the OG, nice some, some top tap water. Wow. The usual. Wait, what, what happened to that fancy, was it Taco Bell drink? Oh, Baja Blast, they stopped selling it. Oh, what? I still have two saved, though. Yes. Two cans. Two cans, Sam. Two cans, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and P-Dubs, what are you drinking? I'm, I'm on the same as I was last on last week's, Dad. I'm on a Coke Zero. Oh, are you spiking it with anything? No, sadly not. So you're just making me and Paulie D be the two alcoholics of the podcast as usual. Yeah, sadly. Hey, it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. I mean, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Can I just can I just say that technically? Oh hey. <laughs> technically, I've been here all the time. Technically, <laughs> that that was more technical. No, I was going to say to Luke technically. Tap water isn't the OG. And the reason why, I've got it on good authority that in the Garden of Eden, there wasn't any plumbing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I believe, I believe that was quite a few generations later. Water though, yeah. That's true. Well, Nick, seeing as you are finally speaking, what are you drinking? Uh, I, I'm still dabbling with my dealer. So I've still got Cherry Pepsi Max. Um, I just want to check as well, actually, at this point, because it sounds like we're recording an episode of Universal After Dark. I just want to make sure we are recording an episode of Universal After Dark and we're not doing one of those troll run things where we're pretending it's real, but this is just a simulation. So I just want to check that this is going out live to the listener. Are you yeah, see... trying to make me wear a tinfoil hat? Yeah. I'm not even sure if this is real just from that sentence anymore. Hang on a second. What's that out my window? It looks just like... It looks just like the American sitcom star and comedian. Honestly, someone on Twitter today, I don't know how far back he'd gone, but it was back when... We did, it was one of the very first episodes that we that we were speaking about it. And someone else had tweeted me straight after the episode, and he'd commented on it today, and I was like, well, thanks for fucking bringing it up again. <laughs> I can't escape it. It's almost like I, I've spent 35 years wondering what my purpose was in life. Was it, you know, trying to work hard in a career? Was it trying to get married and start a family? And all those things... You know, they're quite good. And starting a podcast network, that's, you know, it's quite ambitious. But I really feel that my life's work is just constantly reminding Amanda about Sinbad dresses as a genie. 
I think that's my greatest work. It plagues me, honestly. <laughs> and Mr. D has no idea what we're talking about. Nah, it's over my head. You don't want to, honestly, because once once you realise the truth, you mm-hmm. can never escape from it. Ever. It just follows you around, and then Nick follows you around, reminding you of it every single day, and then someone will tweet you about it, and then people will start sending you links to all these different conspiracy theories, and I'm like, I'm going to go live on an island. Hey, if if any of uh, our listeners want to, uh, you know, I'm more than happy to follow you around um, <laughs> and surprise you with facts about Sinbad. Um, and my rates are quite reasonable, so... Um, just throwing it out there, you know, someone might like to uh, offer me that. It's haunting. Anyway, speaking of things that aren't haunting and things that I've been very, very excited <laughs> to hear about, Luke visited Aventura. Pet detective. What? Oh, What I did see. you say, pet detective? Pet detective. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've literally just decided now. That's going to be my thing from now on. So we're all staying at the Pet Detective Hotel next year, are we? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, anyway, Luke didn't actually stay over for the night, did you, Luke? No, I did not. Not yet. But you Sorry, did... stay, stay where? I've been to our Pet Detective. Thank you very much. <laughs> second... But you did go and visit and try some different things there. So, I want to hear, and all the listeners are keen to hear too, because I've been banging on about it for the last few weeks, what your Uh-oh. first impressions were. You've got big boots to fill here of Aventura Pet Detective. All right, so first off, Aventura Pet Detective was a very modern and sleek hotel. Those are my first impressions when I walked in. It was very uh, urban, I'd say. Not oh. urban. I don't know, like, like not, not, it's very, you know, like, futuristic kind of uh, Carousel of Progress Christmas scene-esque. <laughs> wow. So one of the things that I was a little bit worried about, because I feel like there's a fine line between sleek and modern and kind of... Plain and boring. Like, plain and boring, hospital-like, clinical. Mm, I think it's... I think it's like, ah, oh, dang, now that you said that, it is kind of hosp- uh I'd say it's more of a hotel rather than the hospital side, but it has got a hint of hospital in it. That, that should be on their billboards. <laughs> it's kind of hospitality, but it's probably more like a hotel. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I should say. <laughs> Our hotel's really good for you because it's like a hospital. <laughs> No germs, no mingan carpets, all clean. But you might, but there's, but there's sick people everywhere. And <laughs> you make MRSA. Oh no. Well, I mean, I hope that I'm not going to get any kind of diseases from staying there. In fact, I won't. Universal, I'm not going to get any diseases by staying there. And you stay there, with. <laughs> that is only true. Okay, so it was on the hotel side of clinical. Yeah, I'd say definitely more on the hotel side, because they do have, you know, all the cool billboards and little posters of Universal everywhere that gives it the theming. Oh, do they? Yeah, I th- I mean, they have a Universal store as soon as you walk in. Wow. kind of like, are, yeah, kind of like behind 
the check-in desk. You go down left. Is it store like that. the store that's in Cabana Bay and Sapphire? Yes, I think it's. I'm trying to think because I. I think it is. I'm not really sure though because I haven't really seen those. I haven't been there too much, but it is definitely just a gift shop. Universal. They got more Harry Potter stuff though, from what I saw, just from well, my eyes. Cabana Bay, <laughs> as opposed to your ears. Just um, one eye. Cabana, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Cabana, Cabana Bay is, is not as soon as you go in. Like the first thing you, when you go into Cabana Bay, the first thing you kind of see is that huge reception area. Mm-hmm. The shop's kind of tucked out the way. So you don't really see the shop until you kind of go through the hotel. But you're saying with this one, you saw it almost as soon as you stepped inside. Yeah, and it is like the Sapphire. I just remembered what the Sapphire one was. But the Sapphire one is closer to the entrance, if you do know where the Sapphire one is. <laughs> okay. Okay, Tristan. Yeah, and what's, yeah. the, what's the lobby area like? Because, like, I mean... If we're going to keep comparing it to Cabana Bay, which I think is probably the most realistic thing to compare it to price-wise, the lobby in Cabana Bay is massive. Mm-hmm. And it's really well-themed. And then you've got a bar in there as well. The lobby, I think, is kind of connected with the food court. So I think it's huge down there. And they have tall ceiling. It's like a very tall ceiling place, too. They have a whole bunch of cool chairs that you can sit in. They're all, you know, super cool-looking and abstract. And then straight ahead is the food court, which kind of is connected with the the front lobby that you go into. I like it. I like it. So they have a Starbucks, too? I don't know. They do. They do? (laughs) I hope they do. Yes. (laughs) That's my my wake-up call next year. (laughs) <laughs> He's rolling into rolling into the lift, into into the lobby, and back in again. Absolutely, honestly, like one of my all-time favorite things about Cabana Bay is that there's a Starbucks in the hotel. But when you're staying in the towers, they are so far away from that kind of lobby hub area that you may as well have walked to City Walk from staying anywhere else in the hotel because it's that far. To me, than my little legs. So (laughs) the thing that I really do like about Aventura is that it's just tall. It's not. It's not really wide and expansive. It's just a tall building. So all I have to do is get in the lift, go down, lots of floors. It's very tall, and Starbucks is. I believe it's kind of in the lobby. Yes, I definitely agree. It's tall and not very wide and expansive. Yeah. Pretty much sounds like Craig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like Craig. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm very excited about the Starbucks. And then, so you mentioned the food court area, and we spoke about this a few episodes ago. You went on the episode there, Luke, so me and Nick basically just talked about food for a long time. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about the different food options and any food that you tried? All right. I did try some food. I'm gonna to try to remember what they had. They when you first walked in the food court, they had sushi, and then they had burgers and sandwiches. Which I had a chicken sandwich from that stand. It was a chicken breast with uh, mozzarella cheese, I think, and oven toasted tomatoes. And then I picked some chipotle sauce, and then it all it was all just in a sandwich, and that 
was top notch. I don't know if you ever had like a chicken brian from Carabas, but it was basically that in a sandwich. So I recommend that. That was the first thing I got. I haven't tried anything else. Mm. So that thing was delicious. And then I'm trying to think. They had a pizza place. They had ice cream, like gelato, I think. Oh, yum. Yeah. Uh, they had roasted chicken area. And that's all I can remember. There's something in the middle that I feel like it's like a vegetarian thing. So it's probably, you know, wiped out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's the only thing me and Amanda wanted to hear about. Yeah. I think it's vegetarian. <laughs> Keep talking about the chicken, look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I will take one for the team and go and try some vegetarian food if you're going to twist my arm about it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, admittedly, it's a few weeks since I watched the video. But did you not say it was one of, if not the best chicken burger you've had at Universal? Yes, on property, for sure. Even comparing to things like City Walk as well. Yeah. I think I would rather go take that sandwich. Plus, the price wasn't too bad. I think it was like 13 bucks with the oh, fries. Really? The fries were good, too. Even Steve was like, these fries are dang. Oh, I like it. And Steve yeah. had a, a regular burger, didn't he? Uh, Yeah, I think he had, he had some, like, specialty burger. But I can't remember. I have great memory. I know you do, but the good thing is he filmed it, so if anyone yeah, wants true, to go yeah. and see the truth, you can go and watch <laughs> yeah. this video on our YouTube channel, and it's all going to be there. And yeah. I believe that Steve said that he really, really enjoyed his. Yeah, yeah, I know I know. we were both walking away from that like, wow, that was much better than normal hotel food. And that's good, because, you know... I don't want to get into more complaining about theme park foods because I think that like I do that every single episode anyway. But I think it's great that there's going to be somewhere where you can get good, solid meals with a whole lot of choice. Especially for, like, you know, again, I'm not going to get into the me and Nick don't eat meat, but it, lots of options for lots of different dietary needs, pick eaters. And it all yeah. looks and sounds like it's really, really nice. Yeah, and it's really nice down there. When we went, it was pretty pretty empty. I think it was like a Thursday. But it was just dead down there. So it was nice just hanging out. Just and that's quite surprising too because you guys went, I want to say like maybe two or three days after it opened. Yes, I think. It was definitely in that same week. Yeah, yeah. So that is surprising that it was so empty. Yeah, it was nice, though. And the rooftop bar... Well, that's why I wanted to get on to the next. <laughs> I was saving that for last, because I know that you oh, didn't look inside any of, of the rooms, but the rooftop bar looks stunning on pictures, but how does it look in real life? So the view is amazing. I, like, that is just... I've never seen... It's, it's just a different perspective on Universal that you've never seen normally. So I, I could spend hours up there just... And looking around, but the bar was really nice. They had a whole bunch of lounging chairs with cushions, and then each table, like they had uh, tables that you could, those are the tables, like the lounging chairs with, oh. I, I don't know, it had like a footrest or something, that was the table, it was like a coffee table, but it was also a chair, and then those had like menus on the middle, menu, oh, 
menus on the middle. Are you drunk? <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> it looks really nice, but my only concern about it is it rains a lot in Florida. Mm-hmm. So is the bar bit well covered? Yeah, it was kind of raining when we actually got up there. So the bar bit is definitely covered up very well. You you won't get wet over there. But if you try to go, like, maybe on the side tables, you'd probably get sprinkled on. Well, that's good because I feel like, you know, this it's such a fantastic idea to have a rooftop bar and everybody's really excited to go up there and look at the views and to be kind of out in the open on the roof so high up. But then, because it does rain a lot, it probably rains pretty much every day. I just wanted to kind of know that you could still enjoy that experience, but not get drenched. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if you're sitting at the bar, you're completely dry. That's good to know. That's good to know. So which side do you think had the better view? Because this is something I'm considering for when I'm staying there in a couple of weeks. I've booked the Skyline view room, and I don't know... I've already requested a certain view, but I want to know that I'm not going to be disappointed if I get, like, a different side. Um, I would say if you wanted a view of the parks, you definitely have a better view of Volcano Bay for sure, because on the other side is Cabana Bay, which is kind of blocking some of Islands of Adventure, but I would definitely face towards, like, City Walk and all that stuff. That's me. Because then you can mm-hmm. see everything. And you can see Orlando, all the towers. Oh, yes. Yeah. If it's not idea. too cloudy. Well, I mean, maybe I'll be too drunk to see that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> cloudy. Amanda, the sky is clear. <laughs> I'm just drunk. It's just faith. <laughs> <laughs> it's the underneath of a table. It's <laughs> more likely. It's more likely one. But Paul and Paul... Would mm-hmm. you guys consider staying at Aventura? Well, yeah. Um, I've been watching some of the videos and uh, it looks pretty good. I, I don't know. From the videos, because next year when we go, we're going to spend a couple of nights in Universal. Um, so it's between Cabana Bay and Aventura, Pit Detective. Um, <laughs> at the minute, I'm sort of leaning towards Cabana Bay just because I like the look of the theming, but I'm happy to be persuaded otherwise. And what about you, P-Dabs? I believe I am staying there next year. Ah. It's definitely it's definitely what we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I think we've talked about it before it actually opened, but if you're looking to like book next year, if you look at you know most of the travel sites that have it listed, it's either a bit cheaper or the same price as Cabana. So it, it's a tough call. I mean, I I really liked Cabana. Um, and I like the fact that it's got like a lazy river and, and things like that. But unless you're going to be there for a long time, you, you're not going to use those facilities. So, you know, you, you've got to kind of weigh it up. And obviously, Aventura's newer. It's got that rooftop bar. So I'd probably have, well... I definitely would make use of the rooftop bar. I probably wouldn't make use of the Lazy River at Cabana Bay. Not for a weekend. Blasphemy. Which one's good? It's just, it's just the timing. It's just, you know, if I was there, if I was staying at Cabana Bay for a week, 
I would definitely make use of it. But when you're there for like three or four days and you've got lots of park stuff to do, you're not gonna. Yeah. That, did, that was the thing. I, I was looking at it thinking, oh, you know what? If I had another day here, I'd love to go down and check that out. Or if I bought a swimming costume. But that's, you know, that, that was it. It was like, well, I, you know, even if I could, even if I had um, a swimming costume, and I could have bought one. Um, you could have bought one from Cabana Bay because they exactly, sell them in the shop. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was just like, we just don't have time. So, you know, you've got to kind of weigh those kind of things up. What facilities are you going to use or do you think you're going to use in a hotel? I know I'm not going to use the Lazy River. So because of that, I'd probably go to Aventura just for that. Which has got better access to the parks, which is the better location. Uh, Aventura. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Yeah, because Cabana's across the other side of the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, across the bridge. Yeah, so if you're going to walk there, it's even though it's literally just cross road, you're not supposed to just cross the road. You're supposed to use the big bridge walkway. So that adds quite a lot of time because you're kind of zigzagging. And you're going to cross road just to get to where Aventura is to walk through Sapphire to take the walkway. So Aventura is closer, slightly on a map, but quite a bit further when you're actually walking it. And... You know, if you're going to get the the boat from Sapphire, you're literally next door. If you say Aventura, mm. that could be a that could be a persuader then. So Aventura is the same side as Sapphire. Yeah, it's literally attached mm-hmm. to Sapphire Falls car park. Yeah, because it looked looking at a map, it looked like it was just behind Cabana. I'm just looking at a map now. No, it's a it's a crossroad and it's literally it's Sapphire Falls, like the whole big front of Sapphire Falls, and then mm-hmm. on the right hand side of it is the car park and then it's attached to the car park. Okay. So it is definitely the closer one, but not by a million miles. So if, if closeness is a, a big thing th- that's not a massive decider. If you're looking at closeness, you're gonna be looking at hard rock. And what about the actual rooms? Because I mean that could be a thing that persuades people. Um, I mean, Luke, you've not you've not stayed there. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it might be been worth asking if they let you actually see a room. Mm-hmm. But do do we know what the facilities are like in comparison to the Cabana Bay rooms? Because again, they were nice. The beds were comfy, but you know, it was it was, it was pretty basic. It was what you wanted for like a, a short stay, really. I think, to be honest, with the same kind of level of basic. The beds look very similar, if not the same. Then you've got the hardwood floor instead of carpets, which is a big plus in my book. Okay. And then you've got things like the iPad in the room that controls everything, like the lighting, the air conditioning, the TV, room service. (laughs) Luke, you can play with my iPad. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> don't order any room service though because it's expensive <laughs> no, poor. but I want to see the robot <laughs> oh okay we'll do it one time see the robot Yes. <laughs> we'll order the cheapest thing on the well, menu yeah, actually, well, hang on let's take a step back there's a robot butler yeah we spoke oh, about yeah. this before he's got a flamethrower attached to him <laughs> why, are we even, why are we even sat here going oh well Cabana Bay's got like <laughs> That's got a fucking butler robot. Well, the thing is, it's not 
it's not confirmed by my eyeballs yet. Yeah. Like, I haven't actually seen this. Like, I've seen when they were testing the robots out in Cabana Bay a couple of years ago, they had them, like, I think they were just doing some stuff with it in the lobby, and I saw it just walking past. It looked pretty cool. And so it's been said that that's how your room service could potentially be delivered to you, but I haven't actually witnessed that happening. So I don't know if it's a thing that's happening right now or if it's something that they are planning to have at the hotel in the future, but I, I just haven't seen it. Who wants a conspiracy theory? No. Artificial intelligence, let's go. Skynet's <laughs> moved out of the studios <laughs> into the hotel. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't suspecting Luke of being an, an AI. Oh, I, I was talking... Oh, my goodness gracious. Don't even get me started. That's so scary. You've got a bionic <laughs> eye thing. Um, oh, yeah. Right. So, here's the thing, right? <laughs> we're talking... Well, <laughs> we're talking robot butlers, right? Yeah? Mm-hmm. You're going to need more than one. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Call it a mad conspiracy theory, get your tinfoil out, whatever you want to do, but let's look at the timeline here, right? So, Aventura opens in 2018, yeah? Just opened. Mm -hmm. Terminator 2 3D closed in 2017. Oh, no, I'm out. A load of robots not doing anything anymore. Hello. That's all I'm saying. Well, Luke will order room service from my iPad, and we will see what brings the pizza. Amanda's not touching it now. No, I'm going to be covering that iPad with a pillow at night. Come with me if you want to live. (laughs) The door will be kicked open. Come with me if you want some chips. Oh, I'm there. I'm coming with you. I freaking love chips. Well, that was it. I was really trying to think, what what could Arnie Robot say to get Amanda to <laughs> leave with her? And I was like, the only thing she bloody eats is chips. <laughs> chips or freckles? Ugh. Chips or freckles and a many ones. <laughs> Robot what? taste. He's not, he's not hanging around with freckles. Oh, damn. Yucky, yucky. Well, they're delicious, but I think Aventura definitely is the first hotel in a long time that I've been super excited about trying. Like, I loved Sapphire Falls. Absolutely adored it. That is my favourite on-site hotel. I was excited to stay at Cabana Bay for the Lazy River, and I do enjoy that Lazy River. But my thing is, I know that's quite a different opinion to, to quite a lot of theme park customers and on-site hotel guests is I, I like kids and kids are fun and everything but as a person who doesn't have kids sometimes I just want to be in a kid-free zone you've got to look and, after three or four of us next year Amanda well I know so I'm making the most <laughs> of my time without them not all of them are toilet trained he's <laughs> <sighs> not here yeah exactly <laughs> But I love, like, as much as I love Cabana Bay and I really do adore it, and I'm not at all saying that there's it's overrun by kids, because it's certainly not. But I like kids, but I can eat a whole one. Well, that's it. I'm little. I can't, I can't eat a whole one. But I love the Lazy River, but I'd like to float around that Lazy River without a kid squirting me with a water gun. So We all, we all float here. <laughs> yeah. And I know Aventura doesn't have a lazy river and it has a much smaller pool area. 
but I think it might and Luke I might be wrong here there might be loads of kids that stay at Aventura but I just get the vibe of Cabana Bay would be a more kid-friendly hotel Aventura is a much smaller hotel and it's not as kind of fun themed yeah that's definitely true so if I was if I personally had kids and I was going to choose a hotel to stay at out of the two of them, I'd be more inclined to go for Cabana Bay. So my thinking of it is that I can sit at the pool and drink my beer in the pool without kids splashing me. Yeah, Nick and myself were chatting to someone at the weekend who seems to believe they're aiming for the convention crowd with Aventura. Definitely, I could definitely see that, and I feel like you know Sapphire Falls has the huge convention center attached to it. So it oh, has yeah. its own convention rooms, and it does all kinds of different events in there. But I do definitely feel like it—that's the kind of the kind of crowd that they're looking to attract more, and probably people like around my age who don't have kids, or people who are going on couples holidays or adult group holidays who aren't interested in the in the fun and cheesy theming i'm not saying that all the hotels are cheesy themed because they're certainly not royal pacific and portofino bay are absolutely beautifully themed but sometimes you just don't need all that theming and you need a better price point which i've enjoyed definitely has mm-hmm. so i feel like when when i saw the artwork for aventura i thought that's my kind of vibe my kind of style I'm interested in technology as much of a technophobe as I am. Technology interests me <laughs> a little bit when I'm not battling with it. So I do definitely think that Aventura is right up my street and I think I'm going to really, really enjoy my stay. And I'm so glad that you enjoyed it, Luke. Oh, yeah. I was I was only there for like three hours, not even. And the thing is, it's just like a hotel. That's why I'm like, why, why is it so crazy? But there's something about it. <laughs> I think it just has like a cool factor, like, and I think the rooftop bar really accentuates that. Yeah, it's, it's just very chill. It's very, it's very inviting. Okay, That's so how I put it. So it's good. In yeah. Cabana Bay, they have a like a guest services where you can deal with park tickets and Halloween Horror Nights tickets and things like that. They have the same kind of thing in Sapphire Falls. Did you notice whether they had that same thing in Aventura? I'm sorry, could you repeat that question? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so they have a like a desk where you can buy tickets to the parks. Oh, okay. Do, like guest service things. They have that in Cabana Bay, Hard Rock and Sapphire. I don't know about the other two. Do they have that in Aventura? I think so. I'm not 100% sure, sure, but I think I did see a desk kind of over there by the check-in area that looked like it could have been used for that, but I'm not sure. I think it was kind of like later in the day when they were all off their shift or whatever. Okay. So, so I have I'm like, some important annual pass <laughs> things to do as soon as I get there. And I'd rather not be at the park. <laughs> I think those desks are absolutely fantastic. All the ones that I've used in the past have been super helpful. And much, much quicker than going to any of the windows in the parks because people obviously are going early in the morning and just buying tickets there and then, which who would do that? I don't know who will do. So trying to sort things out with annual passes or Halloween Horror Nights tickets can be a nightmare. So when we buy our Halloween Horror Nights tickets in the UK, if we 
banned from our UK site, we won't get an official multi-day frequent fear pass. It'll say it on the ticket, but it'll also say that it needs to be exchanged for an actual pass there. So it's much easier to do it at one of those desks in the hotel if you're staying on site. It's it's a perk, isn't it? It's a perk of staying at one of our hotels. Um, you know, we did that when we went to Cabana Bay last year. Um, after we checked in, we then went to that desk and got our vouchers changed to our Halloween Horror Night tickets. And what it meant was that once we kind of got in the room, dropped our bags off, we could then go straight out and into the park. We didn't have to worry about, as you say, going to those really crowded booths at the front of the park because everyone's trying to do the same thing. So it just stopped, you know, it saves you 20, 40 minutes um, of your night by doing that. Exactly. And that's something that I'm definitely going to need in two weeks time because since they added two extra nights to Halloween Horror Nights this year, Halloween Horror Nights is actually going to be on the night that I fly in. So I am going to... Oh yeah, so excited. (laughs) So I'm going to get off the plane, run back to the hotel, check in, throw my stuff in and then head straight for Horror Nights. What kind of crazy idiot would do that? I only know two. I only know two. (laughs) I I know a third now. Um, uh-huh. but no, so on that actually because I can't remember when we did this but do you have to show your hotel room key when you do that when you, when you go to that uh, stand or booth um, to exchange your tickets I don't the... think so so I, I mean not that we would obviously encourage it but potentially there's nothing stopping someone who's not staying on property to go in and do that to save them time at the park. No, like, I can't see anything stopping it, honestly. Like, I didn't show anything any of the times that I've been, but all that I'd kind of say on it is that by the time you've walked to a hotel to go and do that, you could have just waited in the line that you're in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, possibly. Um, you know, I, I yeah, it was, it was just an idea. Maybe because those lines can get quite big. They maybe definitely that's a way can. Of, of doing it, but I think in the past, before like when, like years and years ago, I would go late in the afternoon to. I think I'd go to the Islands of Adventure one because that always seemed less busy. Once everyone was kind of already in the parks, I'd go to the desk then because there isn't, honestly, I can't think of anything worse than trying to do it in the morning time or trying to do it in the evening, an hour before Horror Nights is going to start and there's a massive queue of people waiting to get in already. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when we did that, I think Craig had to see someone on the, the Saturday. There was something about his annual pass he had to go and speak to somebody about. And we did queue, I know it was a Sunday, I think, and we did have to queue up for quite a while. I want to say it was a good 40 minutes. Wow. At the, at the front of, of Universal. So, because obviously everyone was either trying to sort out ticketing issues or, um, you know, trying to upgrade a ticket for Halloween Horror Nights so they could do Stay and Scream. So, yeah, it can get very crazy there. Wow, wow, wow. Well, speaking of Horror Nights... By the time this episode goes out, it will be the day that Halloween Horror Nights is starting. 
It seems like we've been waiting forever and ever and ever. And I honestly feel like the last few weeks have just gone crazy quick. Mm. It seems like we got the last few announcements in such a flash. And all of a sudden, you know, we had team member preview last night. Tonight is, I think, maybe just some fixing the last bit. Tomorrow is going to be okay, nice. Ooh, nice. I just thought I'd, it, was, it was far too quiet. I thought I'd dress up the, uh, the event. <laughs> I loved it. So tomorrow is media night and also opening night. And I'm very excited. But Luke, I know that you are 10 times more excited than me because you're actually going to be going to open a night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I am so excited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So we were talking a little bit before we started recording about where, about spoilers because obviously you can't expect the team members to go and have their preview and not upload things. And I had kind of planned to avoid as much as I could, at least until you'd been, so that you could show me things, you could send me pictures, and then I was, I'd kind of experience it as everyone was experiencing open night. But honestly, five minutes into the park opening, I was searching the hashtag HHMGE. <laughs> I was like, I need to see everything. And I spent all night just refreshing Instagram stories, scrolling through Twitter. And honestly, I'm blown away. I think this is going to be my favourite year. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> but I'm absolutely buzzing about it. I think some of the things that I've seen already have blown me away. Things that I just didn't expect at all to see and things that I was expecting, but, but it's turned out a million times better. And I've not even seen it in real life yet. And it was well, just a technical rehearsal. Did you see the the beginning, the opening of uh, Scary Tales? Like the very first thing you walk in? Did you see that video? Yes. And wow. <gasps> it looks like, so good. I... Like the great movie ride was on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like it literally just looks incredible. Everything, ev- like there's not been one thing that I've seen where I've been like, oh. Oh, the dance, the dancing, the New Year's dance show oh, they got whatever. Things. The what? You have seen things. I've seen. I think those are the two things I've seen: the scare zone dancing and then the beginning of that scary tales house. And then I was like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> Well, I've, I saw I saw a lot. I had to stop myself. <laughs> but so many people messaged me last night and this morning, and they were like, "Okay, so your entire hype list, you're not you're you're literally not going to be able to pick any to be at your top. And you're not oh going to be able to pick any at the bottom because everything that's near the bottom, you're going to move up to near the top. But then the ones that are already at the top, you're going to be like, but I love them too. And they're like, there's no bad house this year at all.'" So I was like, hi, like, 75. Oh, in 24 hours, I'll be there. I'm so stay and scream. I'm so excited. Which day and scream are you going to do? Probably Finnegan's, because we're going to get like a big group together. So, okay. going to be fun. And then I think we're going to hit Stranger Things first. Just to get that out of the way. Yeah, that's definitely a good plan. Yeah, that's going to be a long wait. Nick, have you seen anything from the preview last night? 
Oh, well, obviously, because I'm so excited about going, uh, I've been avoiding everything. <laughs> oh, no, hang on a second. That was last year. Oh, bugger. There's still time. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, there's always time. There's just not enough money or divorce, divorce lawyers. Um, I've not actually seen too much. I've seen a few photos. Um, I did see the, um, the stage set up for the 1985, uh, Rocky New Year's Eve party. Um, I did see your friend Sam as well. Beautiful. Um, and obviously I, I've seen some of the, the press shots that Universal released, uh, last week for Stranger Things. I don't think I've seen any of the other houses though. I think they just did it for Stranger Things, didn't they? Or have I missed Yeah. Them? And then they did a social media event yesterday where mm. just a few people got chosen to go and have cameras strapped to them while they go through the houses. I think maybe they did a mixture of different ones and I'm not too sure when those videos will be released, but I imagine in the next maybe week or two. So I if think not it, tomorrow. I think it might be longer than that. I think they'll they'll hold it back to drive up the anticipation. Oh, really? Um, yeah, well, I suppose it depends on what you can actually see on those videos because they don't want to give away anything too... I mean, I know they'll obviously end at them anyway, but, um, you know, depending on how they're lit and stuff like that, they don't want to give away too much. So, um, yeah. That's very, um, very true. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't wait to see more. I have seen people's opinions what they've said so far based on last night um and i don't really think i've seen anything negative about stranger things i did see a few negatives about some of the other houses but all in all did you yeah yeah but i think uh, all in all it seemed quite positive and i think um you know with, with a lot of these things i think sometimes it comes down to what you like i think it comes down to the experience in the house like one of the um houses that they didn't like this particular person um i think it's because they missed all the scares ah right okay so do you know what i mean so i think when it when you're looking at stuff like that as you, your kind of basis of an opinion then it's going to be very subjective it's not going to be um what somebody else will experience or how somebody else might enjoy it so um, but no, I mean, on the, on the whole, I mean, I didn't see anyone turn around and say this is a disaster. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone seems to be pretty positive about the whole thing. And you can't turn around and say you can't choose which is the best house and which is the worst house because they're all great. It doesn't matter if they don't, you don't, one doesn't have to be really poor. It's just that there will be houses that you will enjoy more naturally. That's so, it. And I think, I think from the last few years, because the, there has kind of been in the last few years one one particular house where you're like, okay, I know that I'm only going to do that one time. Yeah. So things like Chance's house or I know that some people really loved Saw last year. I was not one of those people. I didn't really love Saw. No, and... I did, that was the only house we oh, we didn't do the fall and I don't think again. We ran out of time for that. But Saw was the only house I was like, I do not want to do that house again. And it wasn't through being scared. I just didn't think it was a good house at all. That's um, it. And, like, I'm never going to sit here and say this was absolutely shit. It was terrible. Because a lot of work goes into it, and I can always appreciate that. 
and I can appreciate the sets, even if I can't appreciate maybe the IP or the original concept of the house, I can appreciate other things about it. And there was things like that in Saw that I did enjoy, but that to me was a house where I was like, okay, one time's enough. Same with Chance's house. I think I did it more than once though, but I think what people are saying is there isn't really one of those houses this year. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I know what you mean. And I mean, you know, going back to Saw, I thought it was really well done. You know, I think the effects worked really well and everything like that. It wasn't, that wasn't my problem with it. In fact, that was, the opposite was probably my problem with it, that because of the type of horror that Saw is and how realistic it was, I just, I just felt uncomfortable. I just didn't enjoy it. I liked those houses where I felt like I was, um, you know, getting spooked by somebody or, you know, not sure where the next person is going to jump out on, not somebody trying to pull a bear trap off their face. That's it. And I think what I heard a lot of from yesterday is that Seeds of Extinction is kind of being compared to this year's Scarecrow for scariness. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And really? I think, yeah, yeah. I hear I that. In the beginning, I think Seeds was quite high on people's lists. And then as more things started to come out about it, I think it was kind of dropping lower and lower. But after last night, people's like first reaction lists, it was the top or if not in the top three of everybody's lists that I saw. Oh, shoot. So I think that definitely is going to be the surprise super hit of the event this year. But you'll have to tell us that after tomorrow, Luke. Oh, show. Uh-huh. So, Nick, if you... I know that you're not going this year, but if you were going to go... Which house do you think you'd be the most excited about? Oh, I mean, without a doubt, um, it's Blumhouse. No, of course, it's Stranger uh, <laughs> Things. I mean, I believed you then. <laughs> yeah, I did too for a second. Jeez, I, I've not seen, I've not seen, I've not seen Happy Death Day, so I can't vouch too much. Um, no, Stranger Things without a shadow. Um, you know, like The Shining for a lot of people last year was something that they you know, love so much as a film that they'd want to, they want it seen turn into something you could experience in real life. That's how I feel with Stranger Things. Um, had I known last year that's what was going to happen, I would have made sure Craig delayed the, the trip for a year. Uh, <laughs> so we could have done Stranger Things instead. And that's not, cause I mean, I say that tongue in cheek because I really thought a lot of the houses last year were especially good and, my life would definitely be poorer had I not experienced Deadwater because um, I love that house so much. But um, I think because I'm not obsessive with the show like you, Amanda, I've only seen each season once, but I've enjoyed them. I like the characters. I like the concept. Um, I think with what they've shown um, in those publicity photos, they seem to really capture the essence of the show, which is the most important thing. Um, when you're doing this kind of thing is that you're making it look realistic. That's why The Shining was so good last year, because they made it look like he was on the set. Um, and they seem to have done the exact same thing with, with Stranger Things. And uh, no doubt oh. they'd have done that with Halloween, uh, for this year. I'm sure they'd have done that with Poltergeist. I know Poltergeist has had a lot of good reviews already as well, but I think it's with what you like. Um, and as we, we talked about 
on previous shows, Stranger Things is going to be the kind of IP that it's similar to The Walking Dead is going to bring in a new audience for Halloween Horror Nights. And I think unlike The Walking Dead, that's quite a horror related show anyway. I don't necessarily think Stranger Things is that much of a horror series. I mean, I know it, it kind of is, but it's more that supernatural 80s throwback kind of thing. And yeah, so definitely. I think it's got a much broader appeal to a lot more people than The Walking Dead did. Um, and therefore, you'll have people... If you're watching The Walking Dead, you, you probably like zombies and monsters and horror films. But I think Stranger Things, I think you're going to get people being brought to the event where the appeal of Halloween Horror Nights previously has probably not really appealed to them. Yeah, definitely. And even though I am such a massive, massive fan of Stranger Things, I feel like because there's so much quality content at this year's event, it it was very, very hard to place Stranger Things on my personal list. So I think I put it maybe number five on mine. Wow. So that's halfway through my list, and only be- not because I thought, well, this is going to be like a mid-level house, because there's just so many things that sound amazing. Like, the thing that I'm the most excited about from the whole entire catalogue of houses is they have these little tiny creatures that are going to be in Slaughter Cinema, mm-hmm. and they're like little tiny, like, round... I don't. E- I don't even know how I'd describe them. They're just like little tiny round hairy creatures. Critters. Oh, eighty like, sevens. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, that was for Jay. <laughs> <laughs> don't act like James listens to this podcast. He's far too busy for me. But Ooh. I know. But they they are like little critters, and they're adorable and weird. And I've seen one with a monocle. And I think they're just so fascinating to me. I can't wait for that section of Slaughter Cinema just to see them. And I honestly really hope that they'll let me buy one after <laughs> the event because I just, I love them already. It's kind of like when, I know it's it's hard to compare it to this, but when they were building the Krampus house and they had the little gingerbread men, I was obsessed with them. I mean, you're literally, you're literally excited by anything that's smaller than you because there's so many there's so few things that are smaller than you That's that when there is something, you're like, this is my new favourite thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've got to say, like, this year, looking at the event, um, the first IP day, uh, first original house they announced, I wasn't that uh, bothered by it because I, I never knew the first one um, in Dead Exposure. But I think all of them actually sound really good. Um and so I think I think that's the trouble. In fact, I think this year, because Stranger Things is such a strong IP, I think I know if Mike Ayello's listening to this, he'll, he'll want to punch me in the face. But um, you know, to me, I've, like Poltergeist has never been something that appeals to me. Um, never been bothered by a Halloween series. So the IPs they've got this year, I think, are actually weaker than they've had in in other years um, because Stranger Things is such a big IP. But the original houses, they seem to have really, to, to me, nailed it. They they all sound really good. Definitely. I feel like this year feels like we've gone back in time a little bit to maybe like 10 years ago, Halloween Horror Nights. 
where you know we've got these fantastic originals but then the cherry on the cake is the extremely good ips as well and that's what makes me feel like this year is going to be the best year that we've seen in a long time just that last year well i probably say that every year (laughs) but i mean it thoroughly this year what about what about the polls is there any houses this year that you know, you've read about, you've seen things about, and so that looks like fun. I I quite fancy Slaughter Cinema. That sounds good. Mm. That sort of movie movie drive-in theme. That sounds uh, like it would be fun. Um, but to be honest, the one that I would be really excited about is actually the Vamp eighty five scare zone because Vamp fifty five was just so good. Yes. So I'm um, I'm sorry to miss that. I hope they do. I hope next year they do Vamp ninety five or two thousand and five. Have you seen any of the pictures <laughs> or videos from it? Not from this year's. No, I've tried. I, I mean, even though I'm not gone, I, I don't know. I'll probably, I probably will, I guess. But uh, you are going to be blown away by it because it's yeah. so. It looks so good, and you know who else I think will really love it? Craig. Yeah, mm. he loves everything. He does, but well, I think for a while. There's things <laughs> in the scare zone, and there's characters in the scare zone that I think are gonna. Blow Craig's socks off. Yeah. So the, the, if uh, Vamp 2007, then we'll be alright because that's all like <laughs> glowy, moody vampires, isn't it? Yeah. It's when vampires got shit. So as long as I don't go that far into the future, we should be alright with any kind of <laughs> vamp yeah. year related scares on. Yeah. Oh my god. So, I mean, it does sound like a good year. Just, just sort of reading the descriptions of the houses. But for me, I would like Poltergeist. I would like to see that because that was a, that was a big movie for me, um, when it, when it came out at the time. Um, so I'd quite like to see that one and see how they actually, how they actually turn that into a scary house. Because Poltergeist had a few scary moments, but it wasn't like a majorly scary film. I mean, Steven Spielberg one, but he wasn't. Well, he kind of unofficially, if you, if rumours are to be believed, did direct yeah. quite a lot of that film. But yeah. what you just said there is exactly what I meant when I was saying about the IPs. The mm. IPs aren't for me, mm. but they will appeal to us. I mean, like Halloween 4 seems to have like this huge following I had no idea existed. I thought everyone <laughs> thought the Halloween sequels all sucked. Um, well, I gave up after three. Yeah, well, I think a lot three of three was just so bad, <laughs> but one and two were great. Well, you know, I, I rewatched <laughs> Halloween three last oh, week, no. and I was like, it's so <laughs> different. Yeah, but it's kind of... I like it in its own way. I think yeah. separating it completely from the other Halloween films, it's mm. I think it's just like a, a a fun, cheesy kind of eighties Halloween film in its own right. But then if you skip along to Halloween 4, I think Halloween 4 is a solid Halloween film. I think after that, you know, it starts to go a little bit downhill. But I can still appreciate all of the Halloween films. It's it's one of my favourite horror franchises. So I, yeah. I will always appreciate Halloween being at the event. Yeah. But did you see any of the um, the live stream that the creative team did where they were talking about Poltergeist? No. So the way that they're going to do, because I thought the exact same thing as you, I was like, I really like Poltergeist, but it it just seems like they're only going to be able to do like a couple of things, and I don't know what they're going to do for the rest of the house. So basically, what they're going to do is they're going to start the house at the end of the film, 
where um, she's in the pool. Yeah. I didn't read that they were gonna the the, the pool scene was gonna be there, which uh-huh. is good. So that's gonna be the beginning. So mm-hmm. we'll be in the pool and we'll be looking up at the house, and mm-hmm. then we'll go underground under the house and we'll see all of the like dead bodies and the coffins and things like that and there's all kind of weird shit under the house and mm. then we'll go through the house to the kitchen and the bedroom and things like that but then they're going to make their own story so it's kind of a mixture of an ip and an original because we're going to go into the light right so they're going to make their own things in there don't go into the light <laughs> go into the light <laughs> Hang on a second. Is this Poltergeist or is this Monty Burns and Nick Simpson? <laughs> when he gets, um, when he gets Nick, close yeah. to the... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so P-Dabs. This house is clean. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't they asked you to do the recordings? I don't know. <laughs> Missed opportunity. It beats me. So if you go this year, what has piqued your interest the most? Now, weirdly, I'm the complete opposite to Nick in the exposures. stuff but he was convinced oh, i've seen the ghost yeah 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 yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so while we wait for um p-dubs to come back to exposure i was um i, don't know, I must be about nine ten maybe quite young mm-hmm. and i was in a bar from my old house and the door was closed and the door flung open and there was somebody dressed in like Elizabeth, Elizabethan garb. You know, um, you know, like the frilly um, neck mm-hmm. collar. Yeah. It was that kind of that kind of costume. Yeah. And it was just there, floating on the top of the stairs. And I was like, and it, like the door just just flung open. There was no window, like there was no windows open or anything like that. Door just blew open. This this man was kind of floating there above the stairs. And I just remember like pulling up my trousers and bolting it past and ran down the stairs. And I was just like, there's somebody upstairs and somebody upstairs. And my parents come running up thinking it was like someone had broken in. And it was only after like the kind of hysteria was like describing what I saw. And they were like, mm. well, there's like literally no one here. And I don't think any burger would go to those extremes, to be honest, to be dressed up in Elizabethan garb. <laughs> um, but I'm absolutely, utterly convinced. I'm not. I've never had any kind of experience since, or anything like that. But you, you weren't unwell at the time, were you? 
Well, you know that you know that all the kids' medicines in those days all contained alcohol and lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was the nineteen eighties, not the eighteen eighties. Sorry, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it any more than that. It's, it's very weird. So, although I can't say I'm like a massive believer really in in that stuff, I did see something. So I should really, really be kind of. Because I am so desperate to see ghosts. Like my like my like have you seen Supernatural? Yes. Yeah. My dream job is to be ghost faces. Where they go in the like supernatural like Ghostbusters. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that's my you dream. Just, you just said Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, I mean, Ghostbusters okay. like, you know, the like that just makes you think of like cheesy ones but in oh. supernatural and like cheesy ones that i love but in supernatural it's like the kind of ghost that you would expect to see i see dead field. people yeah and that's like my dream or to be like a vet fielding and do most haunted well, well, right hang on hang on hang on hang on nobody in the history of the world has ever said i like to be like your vet fielding even your vet fielding <laughs> doesn't think, oh, thank God I'm Yvette Fielding. <laughs> okay, I want to be the Amanda version of Yvette Fielding, but I'd love, and so that's why I started my little Sunday scary thing on my YouTube channel, where I'd go to haunted places and see if I could catch ghosts on films, or I'd still like explore, because I'd do that anyway, like, I'd probably go to a haunted place like once a month, just to have a look around and see if I can find anything, and I'd like to believe that I've seen a couple of ghosts, but I don't know if I have. Like, I need that experience of knowing 100% for sure that I've physically seen. Like, I feel like I felt ghosts or, like, I felt presence of ghosts. And sometimes I'll watch my videos back and I'm like, that was 100% a ghost. And I'm like, is it or is it just the light? And I'd like to fully experience a ghost. So just on that just going back to your bet fielding because I realised that a lot of our listeners won't know there's a show, I don't think it's it's on anymore but it used to be called Most Haunted and it was proper lame and it would be well as I said it was proper lame (laughs) and it was uh, a TV presenter called Yvette Fielding and she would go to these um, haunted places with a man named Dohakora who um, had a spirit guide called Sam who you couldn't see (laughs) But he used to talk to all the time. And they would go to these places and they would try and get... Uh, he, he would try and get in touch with um, the spiritual world. Uh, and most like, it, and it looks really hokey. Now, whether you believe in this stuff or not, the programme didn't do itself any justice because it looked so cheesy when it was happening. Yeah. And there's a really famous clip of when... And this used to happen quite a lot where Derek Okora, who was this medium or spirit uh, guide, um, you know, could see ghosts, all this kind of stuff, um, he would try and uh, let the the ghost uh, take over his body and would kind of let them speak through him. Uh, and there's this really famous clip, um, you can find it anywhere on the internet pretty much, uh, where he gets possessed by uh, a ghost called um, of a woman called Mary, and he's like, you know, right, you know, if you've got any messages, uh, you know, to tell people, then 
you know, come to me and he, you know, kind of, you know, shakes and starts kind of making weird noises and gets taken over by this person and just keeps shouting out, Mary loves dick, Mary loves dick. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's even better than it sounds. But, you know, that, that's my long last, and I think most people's long lasting memory of that show is when Mary announced she loved dick. And we still don't know whether, you know, she meant she loved a man called Dick, or she was just really fond of penis. We don't know. We'll never know. Who knows? Or <laughs> anyway, the the only other show that I could compare it to, which I know that maybe some of our American listeners would have seen, is Scariest Places on Earth, which was hosted by the beautiful Linda Blair, who oh. was another of my idols when I was growing up. And I used to watch that, and I used to watch Most Haunted, and I was like, that is what I want to do. I want to go to these scary places. I want to hunt for ghosts. And that when I started my YouTube channel, I never wanted to do theme park things in the beginning because, I like, we just filmed theme park things anyway. I've done that my whole life, and, like, my dad had filmed every trip that we ever took to Florida. So that was just a given that that's what I did. But I wanted to make a YouTube channel where I went to scary places and filmed scary things and hunted for ghosts. But I was like, wow, you know, not places aren't too happy with you doing that, really. No. Not a place, not a lot of places like you're doing it. And a lot of like castles and things, because I love castles, a lot of castles that you go to won't let you film or take pictures at all inside. Because they're haunted by a ghost. Yeah, because they don't want me to reveal the dark secrets. That's why. Mm. The only yeah. castles I've seen is Cinderella's castle and the Hogwarts castle. But that's because... They it, aren't real. Well, I was going to say, it, it's because America didn't have that history. It's still quite yeah. a modern country. So We have a lot of forts. Well, when I, whenever like um, people come over from America that I know... The first thing they're shot by when they come to London is like the old architecture, because mm-hmm. we've got buildings that are you know hundreds of years old that are still standing. And, yeah. You know, amazingly, the Bellagio in Las Vegas isn't actually that old. It looks really. Caesar's nice. palaces, though, that goes back to Roman times. Oh yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> That's why it's the Bellagio, not Caesar's, because mm-hmm. you know they, they have got some history. Yeah. Um, is is pedos back from the spiritual world? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I think I think Poltergeist got me. Oh, indeed. How was <laughs> yeah. the life? What are we going to see? God knows. He's going to talk about dead, dead exposure. Yes, it was. Uh, actually, I'd, I'd read about it in Chris's book, um, <laughs> having never experienced book. it in his book. Um, and it, it, it piqued my interest just even reading that in the first place. And I just think the the concept of it is quite clever, the whole photography thing. So, it's actually good reviews. And this is quite low down on my list, but only because we've we've heard so much information about the rest. And you know, we had like the postcards and things, and it was kind of like the old school reveal with those those postcards and that story but i just feel like from the outside for now without actually being there the other houses seem to have a little bit more of a substance to them but i have no doubt i think i said this in the video that i recorded for my hype list where i was like i know that i'm going to enjoy this house more than i think i'm going to 
And I think that's probably the same with a lot of people. I think they, they're definitely enjoying it more than they thought. Yeah, I've definitely seen a couple of, of lists where people have put it fairly high up. In fact, I saw a couple that had it at number one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so, yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes from it. Ooh. That's going to be a tough house for me with my eye patch. I know. <laughs> I was literally... What, what was I watching? I think it was when I was watching your Halloween Horror Nights playlist. And... I think maybe you've just been in Scarecrow or Hive and you're like, okay, it's really, really difficult to see in there. And it's like quite disorientating because mm-hmm. you're going from the sun into the dark straight away. And I was thinking, oh, God, how's he going to cope with that exposure? <laughs> I need mean, to find out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll just be one. hitting all these walls. <laughs> How long have you got to wear the eye patch for? It should be just for this weekend. Okay. And then next weekend I'll be good to not, I think. I don't know. Um, will, that, check. will that sort out your eye, or is that still going to be? That's just helping it. Uh, like, I got to keep dust and stuff out of it. Any particles? I had the, well, I obviously didn't have the exact same thing as you, but I had to wear an eye patch for the, the same reason as that, to keep dust out. And um, I used to, it was when I used to work in a bar, and it was when they still had smoking loud in bars as well. So they were like, Doctor was like, you need to wear an eye patch. He gave me like this bit of like cloth fabric, and I was like, that is not cool. I can't be wearing that. <laughs> so I've got myself like like a decent black eye a patch. pirate patch. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was it was more Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, than pirate. Well, the um, David Hasselhoff version. All right. What's, not, what's, what's the need for that? <laughs> do? Don't hassle it's the so half. <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. I've only seen it <laughs> a minute later. Um, but it was a really good talking point for uh, female attention. They were drawn. Oh, 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 oh. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so oh. get all the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to watch out for the girls, my friend. Yeah. I'll just yeah, I'll run into the girls on accident. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> okay, Luke, because I, like we just all went off on tangents there for a long time, did I ask you which one you're most excited about? Which house? Yeah. Did I already uh, ask you that? No. Okay. But I think it's either Halloween 4 or Slaughter Cinema. I think they're both kind of at the top. Oh, Halloween but 4? On, yeah, only because my first year was 24. And that was when they had the first Halloween house, so that's when it started. So, I don't know, it's kind of like a nostalgic thing, like, oh yeah, Halloween Horror Nights, Halloween, you know, Michael Myers. (laughs) I mean, I do definitely think that Halloween 4 is going to be a really, really good house. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far, all all the Halloween houses have been my, like, they've been in the top five, top three, for sure. Okay, and then what scare zone are you most looking forward to? Ooh, Vamp 85. Once I saw that show last night, oof. And once I heard the actors, like what characters they have in there. Oh my goodness. I know. Honestly, that is probably what shocked me the most. I don't know why. I just wasn't even thinking in that way. Yeah. I was just like, okay, there's probably going to be some, like, kind of, like, 80s, like, glam 
band type of characters like Motley Crue type and there's probably going to be some like punk type of people and there'll be some like neon like leg warmer kind of people yeah I didn't expect to have genuine 80s pop culture characters sorry spoiler alert yeah <laughs> yeah hang no because I was just on, thinking of him be like elf in there well I mean it was only dress rehearsal last night so <laughs> potentially <laughs> yeah We've got an awful lot of puppets this year. What's one more? <laughs> okay, so is there anything else that you're super, super looking forward to, Luke, that you want to talk about? Any, uh, Slaughter Cinema, I don't know. That Was was that with their second original house that they announced? Yeah. I know that was like an earlier yeah. one. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that one, like, the hype was awesome when they released it, but then it died out. But now I see more stuff about it, and all the stuff, that's definitely, like, one of my most anticipated houses, for sure. Oh, and then, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's just a whole bunch. This whole, I'm just excited. I just can't wait to enjoy everything. Get scared. Poop my pants. Oops, I just hit the mic. Oh, so excited. Because <laughs> you're so scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so scared and so excited. So, has anyone seen pictures from inside the tribute shop? No. Oh my god. Yes. It looks glorious. (laughs) Like, it looks so, so good. There's so many different bits of it that just look amazing. Like, I am so excited. Like, I'm considering this as a house in itself. I like, I'm so excited to go in there. Like, there's a section of it, and the, there's quite a lot of this kind of decoration around the event too, and I know that it's supposed to have like an 80s kind of loose theme but then we're also getting quite a lot of vintage halloween kind of decorations and it's quite pumpkin heavy so things like twisted tradition and things like what i thought the harvest was going to be which turned out it's not going to be that at all yeah but we have a pumpkin bar so that is in the extended transformers queue and it's just a gorgeous vintage beautiful halloween setup so there's tons of pumpkins everywhere it's all orange and black bunting and decorations it looks stunning and in the tribute shop they have a section decorated in a similar way so we have a lot of vintage basil like 50s and 60s halloween decorations so things like the the old cheesy kind of cats and cute little pumpkins and witches, loads of bunting, loads of ceiling decorations. And honestly, that's when I think of Halloween, that's what I think of. Like proper American old vintage Halloween. Yeah. And it looks absolutely gorgeous. Like that is what I try to make my, my house look like all year <laughs> round. And it makes Josh really angry. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, Josh, it's like my house in Halloween Horror Nights. And it, just, it looks gorgeous. And so when I saw that, I was like, wow, even I even I'm in love with the decorations this year. Just the most simple of decoration is beautiful. But then they have a Stranger Things section where they have a character in like the suit where they go into the upside down, like the big yellow helmet plastic suit things and it's all lit 
like it's in the upside down, but they're like blowing foam towards the mannequin, and so it looks it looks like the ash that's in the upside down. Like it just is incredible, and it's just in a shop. That's all there is. It's just a character in a shop, and I'm like, <laughs> so much detail has gone into this. It's crazy. Yeah, and if they if they put that much work into the shop, I just can't wait for the freaking house. That is exactly it. So there's been quite a few pictures and videos put up of the tribute store because that was open for pass holders to get a sneak preview of yesterday. So if you guys haven't seen those pictures already, I definitely recommend going and looking at them. And also you can see all of the merch in there and I'm going to buy one of everything, I'm not going to lie. Oh, did you see the Scare Zone shirt? Yes. Oh my goodness, I'm buying that one first thing tomorrow. The only thing that I'm sad about is that for the last few years they've had like a girls fit t-shirt and I've really liked the the shape and the style of it. And this year they don't have one that's like that. Oh. Like they do have girl fit t-shirts, but it's like they have a trick or treat one. But it's it's like a funny like loose baggy kind of fit. And it's not at all like the ones that we've had last few years. So that's the only thing that I'm sad about because the t-shirts that I genuinely want are men's or unisex and those are just far too big for me. I'll still buy them, but they'll just be very big. <laughs> Have you seen anything that you know that you really want? Me? Anybody? The pin badge. <laughs> the pin? The Stranger Things pin badge. I will pick you up as Stranger Things. Oh, oh, bless you. Yeah, the yeah. one that the one that lights up. I that looks I, really cool. I saw, the, I saw the Kerry Ohio one. Oh, yeah. So we we can go and get them from the vacation stand that's near Men in Black. Oh, okay. I oh, yeah, that's at like, like ten in the morning. Or not, though. Well, I. Like, I think I they did know. it like ten to six. I don't know. They did it for that universal pin. I know they did that at like ten to six, but that was for the day park pin. I don't know if they're doing it differently for horror nights. Hmm. I'm sure they'll like they'll release information on it in the next few days because I know that people have been really excited about that. But I know it's definitely there and it's in another location too. I think it's the mummy shop. I want to say. I'll double check the information and I'll put it in in a post on our Facebook group, which reminds me, if you're not already in the Facebook group, why? Okay. <laughs> Join it because we, we're we like a little family, us and listeners, and we all come together and we have super fun conversations and loads of information in there. And there's quite a few people in the group that are in Orlando now that are sharing all of their pictures then we have people who live in Orlando that are posting pictures every day. So it's a it's a fun place to be, and it's where we can interact easily with everybody. And we always have a nice laugh in there. So if you haven't already joined, it is the After Dark Podcast Network group. Yeah, and one thing I will say on that, although you kind of hit the nail on the head, is that I think it's really lovely um, when we do get to interact with our listeners because it's a very doing a podcast is a very weird thing because you essentially talking amongst ourselves and we can see that people download it but it's still surreal when people actually recognize you 
Um, not, I don't mean necessarily in public, but just just in general, actually, just you know, talk to you about your work. It, it's just it's just fascinating to me. Um, and we've got Phil out at the moment who was wearing a Disaster Duck T-shirt at Disney World the other day. And that Ooh. blows my mind. You know, one of our listeners is there. And we, I know a few listeners that have got T-shirts, but I think it's the first one I've seen in a park. Um, and and so it just, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for anybody that takes the time to email us, to tweet us, to join the Facebook group and contribute. Um, or even leave us a review, uh, except in the all pushbacker. But, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just lovely that there's a platform for us to be able to engage. So thank you very much for being a part of that. I definitely agree. And I, I really, really love getting notifications from that group because I always know it's going to be a fun picture or a fun story about something or even if someone asks a question like things about fast passes or when should they do this or when should they do that and everybody gets involved and everybody gives their opinions and helps each other I love that it could just be a picture of a Budweiser I mean we sometimes it is <laughs> very we do <laughs> but I love that Absolutely, so definitely drinking because we love you. And heart to really, heart. Yeah. We really appreciate everyone that listens. We appreciate everyone that watches Luke's videos. And if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're like, you just know that Luke's going to be pumping out Halloween Horror Nights videos. Oh. Constantly. <laughs> and there is no excuse, right? If you're a lady that likes looking at attractive men, Luke's videos are for you. If you're a man who doesn't look like, doesn't, uh, you know the appeal of looking at attractive man doesn't appeal to you. The content is great, so it's something <laughs> literally for everybody. And and also that doesn't you know you you could be uh, a man and do like looking at attractive men because that's how you're inclined. Well, double whammy for you, you know. Double whammy. <laughs> double whammy. There's something for everybody in Luke's channel. But there'll Check be loads out. of Halloween Horror Nights videos coming out. And then I'll be there in two weeks. So then I will also be in Luke's videos. Boop, boop. 12 days. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So we will most likely have another episode coming out next week. And then we will try and get some content coming out from the parks. Even if they're just short little episodes or if we kind of stitch things together the the content will keep flowing even though we're going to be away is there anything else that anyone super wants to say before we leave um jealous jealous i'm not gone there's still time yep swim not this year (laughs) next year next year Yes, next year. Also, if you're going to Halloween Horror Nights or you're going to Universal in the next few weeks, let us know. And if you bump into any of us, please come and say hello. Yeah. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Don't go into the light. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk 
forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support. Dark Podcast Network. Oh.